You're listening to Headphones Recommended. I'm Jake, and this is my story. I don't remember anything about the first home I ever lived in, because for the entire time I was there, I was too young to remember anything at all. I know from my parents and my birth certificate that it was somewhere around Oakland, California. I have only one distinct memory of my next house, just outside of Newport News, Virginia, where my dad was transferred a few months after I was born. Our neighbors had a Doberman named Damien, and Damien was not a friendly dog. Without a fence or a leash for him, my parents were on constant watch for a dog at least twice my size. Damien charged at me exactly once, but my dad kept a machete pinned up on the wall near the back door, a weapon he brandished exactly once and never had to use. After Virginia was New Hampshire, where our house was on a small hill. At some point, our septic tank leaked, which is exactly as unpleasant as it sounds. Also, one time the kids next door literally ate dirt when we were playing together. I don't remember the sequence of these events, and I try not to think about it. We moved from New Hampshire to a small town in Killingly, Connecticut, where I lived in many houses over time. First was a house on Main Street that needed some love. I remember that there wasn't much room to play, and that there were eventually squirrels living in a cubby space attached to my room. Someone pointed out to me how things that traumatize one person might not traumatize someone else, so I count myself lucky that the sound of squirrels scratching the other side of my wall at all hours was not traumatizing to me, but just an eccentric memory of a strange space that I lived in. After only a year on Main Street, we moved a few miles away to Black Rock Avenue, at one end of the street. We had a house on the corner with a nice yard and a front stoop, and we even had a basement, where I spent an ungodly amount of time playing Super Nintendo. It was a real neighborhood, not just a house that happened to be a place you could live in with no regard for where you could walk to, and I remember playing with other kids from down the street. We were only there for one year before my dad got transferred, and we had to move again. We left the East Coast entirely, moving back to the same state and ocean where I was born, this time in San Diego. We didn't live in San Diego, but in the suburb of Claremont, I remember we were only about 12 minutes away from the Fashion Valley Mall, a place where my only memory is of my sister getting pictures taken at Glamour Shots, which doesn't exist anymore. It's strange how places can just not exist anymore. My sister and I were born five and a half years apart, just a few rooms away from each other in the same hallway of the same hospital, but that hospital simply doesn't exist now. In a way, homes stop existing too, because a home is more than just a building. It's the people inside that building, how they relate to each other, and the patterns of their behavior 
that make it a home. I also remember a high school security guard at my sister's school getting shot in the hand while preventing a larger incident. A local hair salon at the shopping center I used to walk to with my grandpa to buy Marvel trading cards getting robbed. And coming home from my friend's house with my mom one day to see our front door ajar, our house broken into and burglarized. They stole all the Super Nintendo games they could see, among many other things. And I never did replace my copy of Mega Man Soccer. I even used a 27-inch CRT television for several years after that that they tried to steal, but gave up on because of how monstrously heavy it was. It had a strange discolored oval on it from where they dropped it on the floor, but it worked just fine for video games. People always light up and talk about how beautiful San Diego is, how it must have been so nice when I say I lived there for four years. I guess everyone's experience is different. I've only had one more house in my life that was mine, and that's where we moved when my dad retired from the Coast Guard. We had a house built just for us at the opposite end of Black Rock Avenue, a big white house on the hill with a fenced-in backyard and a giant swing set, a finished basement, and a wishing well in the front yard. We hung art that was ours. We all had bedrooms sized appropriately for our needs, and it was back in the same neighborhood we used to live in. I finished middle school in that house, and when I hit 8th grade, I had the distinct thought of, wow, my friends now have been my friends longer than anyone else so far, because this is the beginning of our third year together. I lived there through high school, and even when I moved 45 minutes away to college, first the dorms for two years and then an apartment of my own, that was still my house. Even so, moving off to college was the beginning of a fracture in my definition of what constituted a home. If I lived in a dorm with a bunch of strangers, seeing each other in dining halls and bathrooms and study lounges, was that a home? If I moved into an apartment that I decorated with all of my own furniture, arranging everything the way I wanted it to be, but I knew I would only be there for a year or two, was that a home? When I moved to a different state for grad school, but knew almost no one, never had friends over, never saw anyone in my apartment but the people I dated, was that a home or just a place I lived? When I moved into my girlfriend's house, all of the furniture hers, most of the kitchenware hers, all of my things either thrown out, because why would we need two microwaves, for instance, or moved into her basement except bookshelves in an office on the third floor that no one ever saw but me. That was clearly a home, but was it my home? When she eventually kicked me out after our breakup several years later, and I lived on a couch with friends for a few months. That was clearly a home, but clearly not my home. When I moved back into my parents' house, this time down here in the Philadelphia suburbs, it was again clearly a home, but I am reminded constantly that it is not my home, 
I think home is a space where you're comfortable making new memories. So right now, home is many places for me. Home is when I exhibit my work at a convention alongside my friends from around the world, seeing each other for a few fragmented moments or hours at a time before scattering back to where we came from, exhausted and hoarse. Home is when I get on a train with 350 other game developers, riding from Chicago to San Francisco while making new things together as we subsist on microwaved pizza and the worst coffee in the known universe. These homes don't last for very long, but that doesn't make them any less. Home is waking up to love letters next to my toothbrush. That home also didn't last for very long. Something I've learned is that home can be anywhere. It can be a place, like the house you grew up in, where you know exactly how to make the shower work. It can be a person, like your best friend who hugs you when she picks you up at the airport. It can be the way your dog barks at you when you come to visit. It can be the familiar smell of your favorite coffee shop, where the barista knows your name in order without having to ask for either. Wherever you find home, all I ask is that you treat it with care, and I hope you get to keep it for as long as you can. Headphones Recommended is written, recorded, and produced by me, Jacob Vanderend. All of these stories are true. This show is ad-free and completely listener-supported by folks just like you. Find out how to get involved at headphones.show, where you can find links to the Patreon, social media, and more. Don't forget to rate the show on your podcast app of choice, and to tell your friends... Every rating and recommendation goes a long way. Questions? Comments? Want to do a guest episode? Want to be a guest artist? Email us at info at headphones.show. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Be good to each other out there.